Amplify, creators of color podcast network. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what time you are listening. My name is Rebecca Love, and this is Food for Thought with Love. And we're going to start discussing local chefs and restaurants here in the city of Chattanooga. And I have with me today, uh, Mr. Zachary Hogan. Hogan. He is at 1885 in St. Elmo. He's been with the company for three years, and we're going to just explore what he does, how he creates, what he loves about the culinary arts, and just dive into what makes 1885 so special. So, Zach, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It's amazing for you to take out time in your busy schedule to come join us and talk about the world of culinary arts. So how did you get started? Uh, I actually fell into this career by accident. Um, when I was 18, I took a job at a Logan's Roadhouse because I had no other job experience other than a McDonald's. So they hired me in as a fry cook. And I worked my way up from fry cook to learning how to expo, to learning how to grill. And then within three years, I had made my way to kitchen trainer and be back house team lead. After about another two years, I decided that that career was no longer for me because there was no creative outlet for it. So I started looking into other restaurants in the Chattanooga area. And I staged and interviewed at several places, and they just didn't quite seem to fit. And then I sat down with Miguel at 1885, and just the vibe I got from him as a person and his idea and his culture and his company and what he wanted his restaurants to be really hit home with me because it was very family-oriented. He wanted quality of food there. He wanted guests happy. He wanted, he wanted it to be like a family. Gotcha. Okay. And that felt right at home to me. I love that. So um, for those that know me locally here in the city of Chattanooga, 1895 is probably one of my favorite restaurants. And so it is such an honor to have someone that creates these wonderful meals um, at, eight, at 1885. So um, 1885 is, like I said, is in St. Elmo here in the city of Chattanooga. And they are specialized in bringing farm fresh vegetables ingredients to the table. So it's farm to table, which is a concept that you usually don't find in restaurants that are like chains. Everything is either in a bag or it's been shipped to you. Absolutely. And <laughs> right. And corporate has to, you know, give you a guideline on, on what you're doing. So um, you touched on it just a little bit ago, but what is your, your why? Like, why do you do what you do? Cooking just became something I enjoyed doing. I always enjoy a challenge and being behind the line and how stressful it gets and how chaotic it gets just drives me. And being able to be creative while I'm being driven is just, it, it's amazing to me. And just the creative aspect, just, I love doing it. I love putting my own twist on dishes that I grew up on. Okay. Dishes that I grew up with my grandma cooking, my mother cooking. Um, a lot of our staple menu items are similar to those dishes. You know, my, my mom made pork chops once a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. An amazing pork chop on the menu that's apple glazed. My mom always did it with applesauce. So that just, and I really love the atmosphere there. Okay. And the atmosphere of cooking. It, the back of the house is like a family. We all come from different walks of life, but we all have an understanding once we clock in and we're behind the line. You do create a sense of family because you spend so much time yeah, with I, a I person. I spend 45, 50 hours with these guys. Oh, my and goodness. And these ladies. And wow. 
And that's weekly. Weekly. Yeah. Minimum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, you said that, you know, the, the pork chops was one of your favorite things that your mom made. And the fact that you put the twist with the applesauce, oh, the apple glaze, because your mom served it with applesauce. So would that be like one of the most favorite things that you like to cook while you're at work? Uh, one of my favorite dishes actually is the etouffee. Um, it, I don't know why. Just, I, I like spicy foods. It's okay. spicy, but it's not overwhelmingly spicy. So I do enjoy that dish a lot. Um, shrimp and grits was something that was new to me when I moved to Chattanooga. I had never had it anywhere else. That's also another one of my favorites to do. Um, it's so simple, but it's just a wonderful dish. It's the flavors are there. The components are there. Absolutely. Um, pork chops aren't necessarily my favorite. Okay. Um, but like I said, it was something that hit home because that's something I grew up on. Right. Um, and a lot of the specials that I try to run, I know our executive chef, Sarah, she puts out some terrific specials, but the specials that I try to run are th dishes that I relate to very well. Like I, I do a meatloaf occasionally. I do chicken and dumplings, just dishes that I grew up on. They, because I try to keep it to our concept, which is Southern coastal. And I'm very Southern. I'm from Northeast Alabama. Okay. You know, I, I grew up with my grandparents. You grow up saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, my grandma made meatloaf probably twice a week. Oh, she wow. Made soups all the time during the winter. So during the winter, I try to alternate out special soups. Okay. Because, you know, that is one thing that connects us as people is eating. Um, you know, food is one of those. It's a language that even if you don't even speak the same language is one of those things that like brings you into a conversation It's a conversation starter. Um, you know, you think about family meals, especially with a big holiday coming up, such as Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And going <laughs> on the topic of family meals, I mean, I'm still very family oriented. Like I do a family meal every week. Do you really? Every Wednesday after our weekly manager meeting, I do a family meal with my friends, my neighbors, and invite them over. And I usually cook for about eight to 12 people. Oh, wow. So I need your address later so I can stop by. <laughs> Absolutely. We can, we can arrange that. You know, that is amazing. So, um, you know, this wonderful young man, he, you know, he's only 25 years old and he has all this experience in the kitchen and he's a father. And, you know, so you play many roles in, you know, many different things, but the fact that you're so instrumental in, what you do at 1885, you know, you, you're bringing other families together um, and you create, you know, meals for, you know, each person every night because you all are open Monday through. We're open seven days, a week. seven days a week, seven days a week. So, and you, you know, you have like, and I'm there six of those days. So. Oh, wow. So you only get one day off. I get a day and a half. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we need that time alone. But um, the fact that you work, you know, 50 to 60 hours, but you still have a family of your own that you take care of and, but you still are able to create family meals at home. And that is just something that I find remarkable and phenomenal to be able to do. So I think that's like, yeah, quite amazing. like I said, I, I have a very good relationship with everyone that I work with. I, at least I feel that way. Um, you know, so they come over, we'll have beers. We'll, you know, have a good time just to unwind from the week, you know, let your stresses out. Yeah. And the same thing with my neighbors, like they're not in the culinary fields, but they love to eat just the same. And, you know, so I'll cook, I do different things every week. Um, and that's just how we bond. Okay. That's, that's amazing. So if there was anything that you would like anyone to know about whatever your favorite dish is or like. My favorite dish is cooking barbecue chicken. I love, and I prefer the, the, uh, the legs over the thighs. Don't know why. It's just always been a thing. Um, Do you find more flavor in that? 
part of the chicken or? I think it's more tender. That's just my personal opinion though. Okay. Uh, but my barbecue chicken is one of my favorite dishes to cook. I probably do it once a month. Okay. So is there like any special ingredients or secret ingredients that you would like to share? It's that you not do a family recipe. It's hopefully will eventually be a family recipe. Uh, I kind of came up with it. I took a twist on our recipe at the restaurant okay. and I added my own twist to it. Uh, and I let it marinate as long as possible, usually 12 to 14 hours if I can. And then just it, all those flavors come through. Okay. So is, you know, we, we spoke briefly on like inspiration. Um, what inspires a, like a dish? Um, because I noticed one thing you all do, you have like a featured menu item each day. Yes. We, we try to do daily specials. Um, we also do our regular weeknight specials. We try to do daily dinner specials. Um, we'll occasionally have time to throw a brunch special in there too, if time allows. Right. Um, but our, our daily special is just, I know for me, like I said, it's a lot of what I grew up on, what I can relate to that I know people love because it's a dish they know. It's a dish they can recognize, even though it may have a twist, they may question. Okay. They still might want to try it because they're intrigued by it. That's something they can relate to. And I, I, I think Sarah does the same with her specials. Um, okay. A lot of hers are absolutely terrific. She uses ingredients that I've never heard of before. And that, oh, that's wow. how we learn is somebody knows something and you share that information. You know, and that's how you build another cook or another chef to be better. At what they're doing. At absolutely. what they're doing. Absolutely. Okay. And just the knowledge is, it's never ending. In, right. In the back of the house, in, in a kitchen, in a restaurant. It's, the knowledge is always going to be there to attain. Uh, I have several books that I've started and then I've learned tremendous amounts of information from um, anywhere from food books to liquor books to wine books, how to pair this with this, what goes well with this. Okay. Herbs so, to use with certain things and just that's awesome. knowledge is always there. So with, um, with, with pairing, um, you know, a lot of people that don't dine out a lot um, automatically assume that you only drink red wine with like, you know, a beef or pork, like what is, is there like an actual, there is wines that pair better with other food than others. Just like there's bourbons and every, any kind of alcoholic beverage is going to pair well with something. And our service staff is very knowledgeable about these things. Okay. I, it's something I want to learn more about. And that's why I've picked up several books in the last couple of months to learn more about that because I don't. And, uh, but yeah, our service staff, a lot of them are terrific. They have lots of knowledge. Tara, our front of house manager, she has so much knowledge about what wine will pair with this, okay. you know, what goes well with this fish, but doesn't go with this fish. Exactly. You know, you want a deeper red with this or. And, and it gets after that. It, does get very, <laughs> it gets very complicated and mm -hmm. intriguing. And of course, people are always going to have their preferences of I prefer this wine. Well, if you try this one with this food, you might like this wine better. Yeah. So have you ever considered or thought about or what what is your thoughts on like cooking shows, you know, uh, such as, you know, Top Chef or uh, Chopped or. <laughs> I enjoy watching them. I enjoy that there's so much of a challenge behind it. Like one of my favorite ones was. Um, it's the one with Alton Brown, the kitchen sabotage ones. Yes, I know exactly which yeah, one you're talking about. I can't about. think of the name of it right this at, at this second. Um but that's one of my favorites because they throw all kinds of wrenches in that. And you got to do all kinds of crazy stuff to be able to be like, oh, I won. Right. And you only leave with the amount of money you didn't have to spend. That 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 one's cool. Um, 
sometimes if I'm feeling down about how I've been performing lately, I'll watch Worst Cooks in America. There you go. <laughs> uh, That'll definitely boost your uh, confidence. <laughs> yeah. And just cooking shows, they're intriguing. It's it's probably not something I'll be ever interested in. Oh, because okay. Yeah. You like what you do. When I, I like what I do. I like being back there in the grind. I like being back there with my team. And okay. Pushing food out with the guys that I love and spend a good amount of time with. And yeah, because like yeah. you said, it, it definitely it builds character. And you, you become a family because you're not only are you spending like hours and hours with them daily, but um, the one thing that you're doing is creating wonderful creations of food. Because honestly, culinary arts, it's like it's the reason it's called culinary arts, right. because, you know, even from plating. Um, yeah, I didn't go to culinary school. Oh, you I didn't? just know. Self-taught. OK. I wouldn't say self-taught. I've worked under very good chefs. Very, I've worked with very good people that have had a lot of knowledge. That have, I've been blessed enough for them to share that knowledge with me to help okay. build my career. Um, but yeah, I think once you have it, self-taught. Yeah. Well, you know, I think when you have a passion about something and you love what you do, um, it, it definitely changes it because just because you go to school for certain things, I mean, it might you know perfect your skill. But the love for what you do and what you pour into it, no one can teach you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I think that is I think that's phenomenal. Um, well, only have just a couple more questions here and then we're going to wrap up. Um, what have you ever like traveled um, to try different things like uh, abroad or even within the States? I have a trip planned for next summer to Ireland that I've been wanting to do that hopefully as long as everything goes according to plan and right. the whole COVID-19 thing becomes somewhat under control. And exactly. Hopefully that trip will happen. Um, I've definitely wanted to travel to France, learn classical French dishes. Um, yes. My plan for after my son is out of the house and, you know, right. his own person is to travel and cook. Um, that is a plan of mine. I've never really traveled that much. I've been on trips and I definitely make it a point to go out to eat and experience their local fare. Okay. Um, I just did a trip to uh, the Outer Banks, made sure to try most of their local restaurants. What the ones that get local fish in daily, they go to the fish market every morning, you know. Oh, right. And catch fresh. Yeah. yeah. It and makes I, a world of difference. It, it does. The quality is just terrific. So do you find yourself like if you well you work 50 to 60 hours a week, but do you, when you go out, if you go out, do you find yourself critiquing um, other people's dishes or do you to actually extent, or enjoy it, it? There are certain places that like, I mean, it's just like if the quality of service isn't there, of course, then you're just going to start nitpicking things just like anyone would. Uh, I try not to let my knowledge interfere with how right. a dish is presented. Okay or my experiences interfere with that. Um, I try to be going to a dinner open-minded. Okay. So it, ideally, if you could tell, you know, for our listeners that are tuning in um, to this podcast, if you could tell them, like, what would be your ideal, like, dinner night if you took, um, you know, your girlfriend on, um, like, a romantic dinner date, like, from start to finish, what is some of the things that... Um, would, that you look forward to as far as choosing the restaurant and the experience? Uh, when I look for that, what I look for in that is I like, I'm a bourbon drinker. She's a wine drinker. So I like to find a restaurant that has a good selection of both. Okay. That way we can both enjoy a drink for dinner. Good selection of appetizers. A restaurant that has food that we both enjoy and we both 
have several items that we can pick from once we get there and decide this is what I want to have. Um, very rarely does it happen. I think it's about once a month we get to have a date night. Okay. Um, one of my favorite places to go in Chattanooga is El Primo. They always have a good yes. selection of food. They usually have a wonderful special going. Um, they have a great wine selection. They have a good bourbon selection. They do. They they are amazing at what they do, just like with 1895. So if um, for listeners, um, just to you know wrap up here, what are some of the things that 1885 features other than, you know, like you said, daily specials um, in the atmosphere? But if you could paint a picture and illustrate with words, what would you say that would bring somebody to 1885? Oh, boy, there's so much. Um, Just our service staff, they're so friendly. They're so welcoming. Our management staff, they make sure to visit every table at least once during a dinner service. That way they know, everyone knows that you had a good experience. Um, Everyone in the back does a great job making sure your food's prepared exactly how you want it. We have a very good selection of different meals, depending on what your diet is. We're trying to incorporate more vegan options. That way we can appeal to that clientele as well. We have a couple of vegetarian options. We have seafood options. We have steak options, burger options, um, chicken. You know, we, we offer a little bit of everything for just if you're wanting to have a casual meal, you want to have a nice date night, you just want somewhere to take the family. We have a kid's menu. We have a lot that appeals to a lot of people and just, like I said, our service staff, they make sure that you're taken care of from the second you walk in. Our front of house greet, or our host greets you. Yes. Take you to your table. Your server's right there getting your drink orders. Your food's always going to come out hot and fresh. And if it doesn't, we make sure to fix it before you leave. We make sure to make it right before you walk out the door. Make sure you had a good experience. Exactly. And I think, honestly, um, as a consumer, um, I absolutely love 1885 for, like you said, the the ambiance from the moment you open that door, um, you're greeted and the experience of even, you know, walking to your table is like a family, it's a family restaurant and just the integrity of the food choices that you all, you know, get to put into. Absolutely. We don't have a very large menu, but we make sure to execute everything out to the best of our abilities. Uh, Nothing on our menu is super overwhelming. It may not be native to you. It may not right. be familiar with you, but we're more than happy to explain what this dish is. And and we'll discuss with you, you know, what what are you, what are you looking for? Like, what, what are you in the mood for? So that way right. we can steer you in the right direction to make sure that you leave happy. And I absolutely love that. Well, it has been such a pleasure talking with you. Um, Again, I am Rebecca Love with Food for Thought with Love, and we just hope that you all have a wonderful evening. If you are in the city of Chattanooga and you want to check out some quality Southern cuisine, this is coastal, Southern coastal cuisine. You definitely want to uh, try out 1885 in St. Elmo. And again, this is Rebecca Love with Food for Thought. Amplify is a podcast network made up of people of color and operating out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Amplify is a project of Rise Chattanooga, a minority-based cultural arts nonprofit organization focused on community education, performance, and arts and cultural preservation. You can find all of the podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and risecha.org. Thank you so much for listening.